Hello. Hello. Welcome. To. X to the Zennial. We have our own ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, we don't, but that would be cool. Oh my god. I, I will, I'll, I'll contract somebody to do music for us. How about that? <laughs> and then we can just record them and then play it at the beginning. And But then everybody missed out on my like vocal stylings. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they'll be okay. Okay. I think they will. We can do one of those voting things on the Instagram, like a poll. A poll! We'll do a poll. Should Kat keep singing or should we get some professional music? I'll do that um, and see what happens. But um, okay. So we did take an extra week. We do apologize. Um, I was traveling and there were just things. Life does. In the summer, it gets a little crazy for us. Well, the weather's nice. You're outside. I've been doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing the traveling. Maybe you're doing yard work. Maybe you're like just cleaning your car. But. It's nice, and you want to be out doing stuff. Well, it's not nice. It's fucking hot. But you do want to be out doing stuff it for is sure. Murderously hot here. Yes. It was only ninety six today. I know it wasn't in the triple digits, which was kind of amazing. That was a relief. Um, right, briefly. Um, but also, uh, our all of our restrictions are coming off in July. July, July first. So we are exciting. Sixty percent vaccinated. I know. We I've been walking people. around without a mask. How's that feel? A little bit weird. Yeah. It's a little, like, I, I mean, obviously, like, in the airport, in the airplane, totally wore a mask, not a problem. Right. I was in Nashville. They acted as if the pandemic didn't, didn't happen. Oh, my God. Um, my sister works for, uh, she's a paramedic out in Nashville. Um, their hospital, Vanderbilt, where my sister works, got to capacity. Like, the pandemic happened there. They really just do it differently than we do. Just do it different. So... Um, yeah, that was very strange. I went to a really cool, uh, place and had a brunch rosé party. Like I didn't have the party, but they were having the party at this place. Um, the Southampton Social Club in Nashville, downtown. Amazing. That sounds amazing. It was so much fun. Like we had a really good time. We went on a ghost tour of downtown Nashville and that was really cool. Um, so Nashville is a good time. It's a great place to party. We got new tattoos. What? That Show was me. fun. I didn't even know. It's on the back of my leg. I'll show you when we're done. But so yeah, I mean there were there were lots of really normal things that happened and that was really cool. I got to spend time with my sisters, whom I love so much. I needed a break and some time away. Good. I did not mention to you though, and I don't want you to shout. Um okay. Okay. I booked my trip to Greece. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like I, I, uh, it is happening. Go? I have chills. Where do you go? <laughs> we are going the thirty uh, first of August to the eleventh. It's oh a ten day excursion, Athens and Santorini, five days each, <gasps> and I am so honk and excited. Like seriously. Oh my god. Um, so I booked my round trip airfare from Chicago to Greece. And then I booked my one way from Albuquerque to Chicago. And uh, yeah, so it's happening. It's 
done. Well, and it's funny because we were supposed to go in 2020, mm-hmm. um, and I was waiting to hear about um, post-grad, and then the pandemic happened. Right. And um, what I love about my friend Julie is that she does not let go. She was, like, determined. And so I actually saw Julie. She lives in, in outside of Nashville. Um, and so we made our plans and then booked our flights and it's happening. Damn girl. I know. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited for you. It's booked. You're ready. Ready to go. Oh my gosh. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'll probably do some camping trips in between, but that's happening. That is so exciting. And the house. Um, so my daughter closes on the house next in two weeks. So that's happening as well. Um, new chapter, new stuff. We just came out of a Mercury retrograde. For fuck's sake, that was terrible. You had a rough one. It was rough. Well, you had a rough one because, like, physical stuff, like, all of our, like, triggers and... Um, so we talk sometimes about shadow work, right? Like, right. Our, our dark stuff. And last time we had talked about, like... When we're in pain, when we feel hopeless, when we right. have anxiety, we kind of go back to our survival mechanisms that aren't necessarily healthy coping skills, but they're coping skills. Right. You lean on what works, even yep. if it's maladaptive. Absolutely. And so I think in a retrograde, what you get is the opportunity to look at that stuff, mm-hmm. to look at your self-sabotaging, to look at your um, kind of darker parts of yourself to change it. And so right. it's it, what it is, is it's a karmic wiping right you get the opportunity to fix things if you've learned to do it now a lot of times there are challenges with communication a lot of past relationships will show up your past relationship with other things like every flare for my back that i've ever had has been in a retrograde (laughs) Oh my gosh, maybe that's when I cried was when it was retrograde and I had my like cathartic yes. tears of acceptance and yes. moving forward and stop being such like so hard on my fucking soul. Exactly. Because a lot of that was, okay, so I hurt my back. I yep, we, we talked, talked about, about it. it, poop your pants, all the things, all we're the not things. talking about that again. Anyways, no, I you didn't, but you felt like you did. Um, but anyways, no, last week I had like a really cathartic moment, you know, during treatment, you know, and I was telling this to Stella earlier, I dropped a weight on my foot and just like lost my shit, like crying, just crying, sobbing, hysterical, like grieving, mourning my pain and like your mobility, mobility and all the things yeah you know the fact that i had to cancel all of my plans for june and now you know here in july right you know but it was so cathartic to have that like cleansing yeah of like okay i sobbed it out it was great because i sobbed it out under my like mask at the clinic and they let me do that and then i just like finished i was like cool i feel great and then like moved on finished yep. my session all the things that i've been really at peace absolutely sense because i guess i learned yeah right how to deal with my old shit of all the things yes. and pushing and pressuring and what that was for me is i don't give myself forgiveness Oof. i don't give myself a fucking break ever i'm a relent that's why i'm in this position that i'm in because i'm re- fucking relentless yes when i put my mind to something in my mind it's done because i'm like okay these are the motions and this is the thing and in my head it's done and let's go boom and that is the doer in us. And I think oftentimes we get, if we are somehow sidetracked, right? And and in, in my belief system and, and in the way that I see the world, and we've talked about this, 
when we get sidetracked or when we get those challenges or speed bumps, it's an opportunity to learn how to do it differently. Right. But you and I are very stubborn and yeah. the universe is very rough with both of us. Yeah. And so... Because we need to learn, damn it. Well, I think part of it is we get stuck in our ego mm -hmm. and we sometimes think we know better. Yes. I do all the time. You're and right. we don't trust. I know for myself, I okay. struggle to trust myself yeah. and I trust, I don't trust divine timing. And so, you know, in, in other belief systems, it's not our plan. It's God's plan. Mm -hmm. In, in my belief system, I say universe, but for me, the two are synonymous, right. but really trusting that I actually don't have control and there is a plan for everything. Right. And when I release control and when I don't behave from my old coping or from my old trauma or injury or whatever, right. I let things flow. When I get in my own fucking way, because I do that a lot and you talk about that too, like I don't forgive myself. I right. don't forgive the past versions of me right. that have done not helpful things. Right. Um, and so I have to be more compassionate with myself first right and you summed it up I'm not at all right I'm like your back is hurt so because this is a two-step process right there are some fucking muscle relaxers in there and a pain pill and go shovel seven tons of gravel right and that doesn't make any sense fucking make it happen yep make it happen this is how you can do it there's a crutch make it happen because I don't I sh I could have forgiven myself that day and been like you know what injuries happen yeah this is not going to be done today even though you want it done today, it'll be done next weekend. Right. But you need to give yourself a rest. You need to, nope, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't forgive my, I wouldn't forgive my injury. I wouldn't forgive my pain. And I wouldn't let go of like, no. Your stubbornness was like, I'm going to do this. Right. Because I'm going to double down on what I know needs to be done. Exactly. And then I didn't stop from there. I was like, okay. And then every day it was like, me, 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 until the sneeze cough. When right. And I just couldn't use my leg anymore. Right. And I was like, okay, fine. I still don't succumb to this. Because then I was still trying to go to the gym. <laughs> Anyways. But yet, I do. You have to forgive yourself. You have to let go and let go of things. And that's really hard for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting. So our topic tonight is forgiveness. Right. And it's kind of a heavy one mm -hmm. because there's a lot of layers to forgiveness. And one of the things that goes along with forgiveness is guilt. It's shame. It's old trauma stuff. And so oftentimes when people talk about forgiveness, it's about forgiving someone else. Right. And that's fine because obviously people are going to do stuff. And um, so I, I want to go deeper into forgiving yourself first because I think that's a really good place to start. Yeah. Um, I know that before myself and also for my clients – Especially when we have done things, either on purpose or not, um, forgiving ourselves is probably the hardest thing to do. Absolutely. I forgive others more easily than I forgive myself. Absolutely, because we have a lot more grace and compassion for other humans right. than we do for ourselves. And we need to learn to have that grace and compassion for ourselves first and foremost so we can Absolutely. show up for other people. Well, and I think so we that... we can show up for ourselves. For sure. In the past... On the podcast, I've talked about a lot of my own stuff in having my daughter when I did. I had her when I was 20. Right. 
And um, for a long time, I beat myself up for fucking up my life, using air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, my life is not fucked up. No. But for a long time, because of my upbringing, because of, you know, where I went to school and how things are supposed to be done, I just could not forgive my 20-year-old self for putting myself in this predicament. Mm -hmm. And now today, um, I have a lot of compassion for 20-year-old me Mm -hmm. because she was dealing with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even had compassion for 12 and 14 and 16-year-old me who had an eating disorder, who was awkward, who, you know, didn't love herself near enough. And now at 48, I can look back at those parts of myself and really give them, and, and I talk about this with clients. Um, I had a therapist once who talked about um, having a board meeting with, she wasn't my therapist, she was a supervisor, but having a board meeting with all of the parts of yourself, right? Okay. And the board meeting didn't really work for my cultural awareness, mm-hmm. but what did work for me was, having coffee at a kitchen table okay. with all the different parts of myself, child me, adolescent me, 20 year old me, 24 year old me, 25 year old me, like all of the different parts. And part of it is to have a conversation about what the needs of each individual person or time in my life needed. Wow. It's I huge. love that. Yeah. I'm going to start crying. Okay. Well, that's what we do in this space. That is a powerful tool. Like, that's a powerful technique. Like, I am. I'm watering up. Like, to sit and address that inner child work of what was the need and what wasn't met. Absolutely. And so, wow, that's a lot of feeling you're having over there. I know. I'm sad for baby Stella and baby Kevin. Well... We show them compassion now because I've done a lot of the inner child work for sure. stuff, but not I didn't do it in that method though. But that was just so so important. It is, it and really is, and really, especially with trauma, right? Um, because when we experience trauma, there is a lot of guilt and shame that comes with that, right? Even if it was like someone inflicting pain or hurt on you, but still there's shame around For sure. And, you know, there's there's a lot of, whenever there's shame or guilt, that's the opportunity for forgiveness, right? That's the opportunity to look at who you were and what facilitated those choices. Right. Right? Not that trauma is a choice, but... Oftentimes, there is survivor guilt. There is, I could have done things differently. I could have fought them off. I could have, and you know, insert anything here. I should have pressed charges. I yes, should I should have told somebody. I should have just told someone. Right. So that I could have gotten help. Yes. But it, shame. Absolutely. And so when, when an adult addresses those kinds of traumas, what they hold on to is the shame and guilt. And so that's an opportunity for forgiveness of yourself to really acknowledge and say, I was a kid and I didn't know any better. Or I didn't have any control of the situation. I was a child. Exactly. Absolutely. Zero say, zero voice. Exactly. 
And so, especially when it comes to, um, like codependent behaviors that we learned over time rather than kind of beating ourselves up with, Oh, and I'm fucking it up and I'm doing it badly. And I suck at this and that, whatever that negative narrative is. And we talk a lot about the asshole in your head, head. right? We take on a lot of that guilt and shame from that anxious earlier part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. The other part in terms of, um, you know, guided imagery that I use with clients is to really identify and personify what that anxiety looks like. And really looking at when you start to recognize their earlier versions of ourselves and kind of sitting down with, you know, where did this pattern start? Yes. How old was I and what was my triggers and what led up to that? What were things like before? And then here's the shift and this is was, what was, what was I that? trying to control? Exactly. What was happening with me? Right. What was going on in my environment? What yes. Was school? What was going on in my home? Were my parents getting divorced? Were they fighting a lot? Was a kid at school bullying me? Right. And, and so in that, I have a picture of my seven-year-old self on my desk. And part of that is when I am being mean to myself, when I am really shaming myself or talking shit, I have to look at that little girl and recognize, hey, she still lives in here, and you have to be nice to her. Nice. That's a good re- visual representation. It, it really, really pull you is. Out of that ugly headspace. Absolutely. Because every former version of ourselves lives within who we are today. And sometimes, rather than beating her up emotionally or verbally, mm-hmm. what she needs more than anything is a hug. What she needs more than anything is understanding and compassion. What she needs is forgiveness. And when you can start to look at past versions of yourself Mm -hmm. and recognize every one of your coping skills comes from somewhere. Right. Right. And so for me, it's self-sabotage. For me, it's my attachment stuff. If something is going well, I want to blow it up. (laughs) <laughs> and my people know that about Put your me. matches away. <laughs> uh, fuck that. I don't even like, I, we're not even like, you know, uh, oh. pyromaning it. Like, no, I full on napalm the living shit out of it, light it on fire and book it. I have burned so many bridges because of my own fear and shame. And that's what this retrograde was about. Right. And I, I did it. And fortunately, the human that I did it with was like, yeah, I'm I'm not doing that with you. So um, I'm going to be over here. I see that you're having a hard time. And God love him. Like, seriously. Right. I am so grateful. But also, it was an opportunity for me to look at it. And I have been looking at it, admittedly. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I learn in a very slow and direct way. Um... I have dropped weights on my head. I've given myself a concussion. I have done a lot of terrible things in the name of self-sabotage in a retrograde. But this time with the right human who was like, I see you're crazy and I'm not engaging Mm -hmm. and I'm also not running away. That was huge for me. 
So do you think it'll help if you start to examine and look out for giving yourself for every time you burn down the bridge and burn the village and stuff to help you to stop doing that behavior? You know, Kat... I really hate to therapy tie you on, on, I'm, on record, but I'm, I'm just going to get in it because my gut's... I'm the only therapist in this room, ma'am. I'm a master's in counseling. It's not the point. Um, yes. Yes. And, and so that is my opportunity. So there's the work. To forgive myself, but also to forgive the things that happened that have put me, that have given me these coping skills. Right. Um, and I think that I mentioned that to, to this individual was like, I'm out here with no armor. I have had armor my whole life. Right. And I broke that, which is awesome, but... When we're vulnerable, and certainly when I'm vulnerable, I and we've talked about it on the vulnerability, vulnerability podcast, podcast. I will shut down, and I don't ask for my needs, right. but I'm still learning on how to do that. Right, you're still developing your skills. Absolutely, but I'm that muscle. just like a little baby weirdo trying like to say what I need. Baby deer all wobbly <laughs> on its new legs. For sure. Oh, you're so cute. Oh my god. But it's like a giraffe that's like dropped oh, out. No, they're so but it's weird though right and so it's because it's uneasy it's uncertain you're not sure and you're unsure and your body's unsure and the ground and gravity and all the things it's scary it's wobbly and it's not a solid surface yet and it doesn't feel natural right we're walking for that baby deer in three days is gonna be natural absolutely you're a baby deer i'm still figuring it out and i am and i and i'm willing to hold the space and forgive myself for doing that the other part of that is then asking for forgiveness and so in doing so, I acknowledged my behavior. You know what? That was inappropriate and I made you uncomfortable and that was not my goal. I'm dealing with my own stuff mm-hmm. and it was a really hard week mm-hmm. and I should not have put that on you. And I would like to fix this mm-hmm. because I really care about who you are. Absolutely. I said all of those things and guess what? Look at you communicating something. I know, I know. But also I got forgiveness. And you got forgiveness. And that was magical. In that, though, you also got acceptance. I know, right? And that feels so good. <laughs> I've been forgiven and I'm accepted as the person that I am that's growing and changing every day of my fucking life. Yes. Because I'm learning to let go and I'm learning to forgive and I'm learning to forgive those around me and I'm learning to forgive myself. It's huge. And I'm growing and I'm working on that shame Renee Brown and your work on shame is gorgeous. <laughs> Just so you know, if you ever hear my podcast, which you probably never will, I love you. But, like, but I mean, it's it, huge. like Brene Brown is amazing and she talks about shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, the book we're talking about is Daring Greatly, which is amazing. But Braving the Wilderness is also good. Brene Brown has her own podcast. Definitely listen to that. Watch um, her TED Talks. We are in not details. in any way sponsored by Brene Brown. But if she listens to this, we love her. I love uh, her. We'll hashtag the shit out of that. Um, but I think... You know, in in asking for forgiveness, mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially with clients, and, and not exclusively with, like, parent stuff, but when we talk about closure, right? what we'd really like is acknowledgement Yes. if someone has wronged us. Yes. And that doesn't even have to come in the form of an, quote, apology. Of, no. I'm sorry. It's right. just an acknowledgement of, like, I hurt your feelings. I did a you thing. Did. 
Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm glad you're excited. I don't even need it. I don't even need a, like... An actual I'm sorry? An actual I'm sorry. Like, acknowledgement of whatever went down that made me feel all, hmm. Well, and so at, at, so there's two, that's two parts to that. Because one of them is anytime we have an emotional reaction to anything negative. Right. It's our trauma. It's our work. It's our stuff. It is literally me and not you, however. It is also then up to us if we want to maintain the relationship to say, I felt like this when you did this thing. Yep. That's the easiest, best way to do, to start that conversation. Absolutely. But the hard part is you made me feel, and that is not a real thing. No, because your feelings are your own. Thank you. I get my sister, one of them gets so mad at me when I say that, but... But your feelings are your own. I, I didn't make you feel that way. Exactly. That came from in your body, guts, gut, biome, brain, energy, chemistry, hormones. Right. I unless didn't do this to you. Unless me. you go out of your way to fucking poke somebody in the eye, <gasps> kick them in the shin. If you are a sadist. Right. And you go out of your way to injure another human, which people do that. Admittedly, they do. They do. there are shit bags of every form, shape, and size in the human world. Now. If someone said something or did something and it was not their intention to elicit that response from you, the phrase is, I felt like this when you did this. Very good. And if that other person wants to maintain the relationship, when we work in, in couples stuff, all the things, then the other person has the opportunity to say, I didn't realize that that was the feeling that, I, that wasn't my intention to do that. Right. This was my intention when I said or did this thing, or I was feeling this way, and when I get defensive, I can be an asshole. That is a phrase I use often because when I get defensive, I can be an asshole. <laughs> it's just true. It's just the truth. <laughs> also, you know, I will napalm things, or I will kick you in the shin, or I will bite you, because when I feel vulnerable, I get defensive. Right. Right? Right. And so... And in defensive, you get very protective of yourself. For sure. All those faculties go up. And you go to your easiest tool. Yeah. My easiest tool is a sharp, daggery fucking poke you. Like, I get real shanky when I feel vulnerable. Uh, I get very shanky. I've heard you say you get real stabby, but never shanky. Well, I've elevated it now. I've seen kidneys now. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll go right for your fucking soft parts. Um, and I do. I get real stabby. Right. And I recognize that and I'm working on it every day. And I have to forgive myself. Yes. I have to forgive former parts of myself that have only ever been able to use that. To li- to, well, because you were at one point probably living in a defensive space because those are all very defensive tactics. Absolutely. I need to get somebody away from me so I will get shanky. I will go right for your organs to get you the fuck away from me. And I have eviscerated people before. Verbally. And emotionally. And to those people, I acknowledge that when I am vulnerable, I get shanky. Now I have worked on not being so shanky. Good, you haven't stabbed me yet. I haven't. It's been a while. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't stabbed me yet. Well, I haven't stabbed anyone 
in a while. Oh, I'm saying even like with your words and Well, shit. no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. uh, I haven't <laughs> actually ever stabbed anyone. Although I do poke my nieces in the eye with my finger unintentionally. Oh my gosh. It's a very strange thing. Um, but really acknowledging and then so when you're asking for forgiveness, that's a way to do it. Right. Um, is to say, I acknowledge this was my behavior. It was not my intention to elicit that response from you. Can you talk to me a little bit more about what's going on? Because I want to preserve the relationship with you. Right. And if you get the opportunity to get that acknowledgement, awesome. Awesome. If you do not, then you still have an opportunity for forgiveness. Right. Because holding on to resentment and hurt and vulnerability and defensiveness does not a relationship build. No, it's not serving. But you have to recognize, do I want a relationship with this human? That's all the things you're going through. Well, but think about it. I mean, you and I have talked a lot about our family stuff. Mm -hmm. And for both of us, we have worked really hard Mm -hmm. to maintain relationships with people who maybe weren't healthy at the time of, let's say, parenting. There we go. (laughs) I like that. Two decades of their life, they were just a shit show. And they were going through their own thing. They totally were. And I know for myself, I will not get the kind of accountability from my mom that I would love to have. Right. Because that's just not who she is and that's okay. Right. So my work is to accept the human that shows up, mm-hmm. acknowledge that the human that was my, my mom, like parented me, was had her own trauma. She had her own expectations. She had her own stuff. She did not have good models. Like, all of those things are true. Right. And she wasn't doing it to me. Right. She was doing the best she could with what she had. Right. With the skills that she knew. Absolutely. So I have to come to a place of forgiveness. Yeah. For that. Yeah. And acceptance of who she is today. So you got a double whammy. And she's asked for forgiveness in her way. Right. And, and we work on it every day. Good. But the next piece is that I have to work then on every day choosing to accept the human in front of me. Right. And we've gone for years sometimes without talking. But I also recognize that in order to be a good mother, mm-hmm. I have to work on my shit with my mom. Yeah. I have to work on not using the tools that she that I inherited she showed you yep because I did inherit tools yep if you ever inherited tools sometimes you get 87 Phillips head screwdrivers and sometimes you get some other things that are kind of cool but really if you only get a screwdriver and that's the only tool you have that's the one you're going to use and guess what you can do with a screwdriver shake the shit out of people right and you can use it for one thing yeah lots of shanking lots of shanking well, you can also screw in screws, but uh, <laughs> my point is you don't necessarily need the other person right. to do, to work on forgiveness. It's true. It's true. It's great to have the other person. It's great to have those conversations. If you can have those conversations in a safe way and an open way and, and such, and it's great to like put that to bed. Sure. It really is like great to bury that. But if you can't, then you have to do that piece on your own yeah and I think that's hard it is hard it can be because you don't have that validation you don't get that confirmation from having that conversation with that person that you either want to forgive or you want 
forgiveness from. Yep. And so that's that leaves like a lot of unresolved. That can leave a lot of unresolved thing if you're a perseverator. <laughs> if you're a perseverator. Are we are we perseverators? Is that a thing? Um, anybody with anxiety can perseverate. <laughs> or ruminate or think or obsessively think about. Um, the other piece is acknowledging when you need to be forgiven and when you don't. Right. Because there are times when forgiveness should happen. And there's other times where it's like, I just honestly didn't think it was even that big of a deal. Or I didn't actually do anything wrong. Right. That's the, I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Well, the, it, it, it does have a lot to do with the perception on the other person's part. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, recognizing that we have our own guilt and shame about different things. And then we have to acknowledge like what, what is being perceived here? Right. Right. I had a lot of guilt and shame about getting pregnant at late 19, having a baby at 20 and I felt as though I needed to be forgiven for fucking up my life. I needed to be forgiven for breaking the pattern or the expectation of all of these humans. Mm -hmm. And I carried that guilt for a long time. And it wasn't until I forgave myself. But I also needed other people to acknowledge, hey, you didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like this happened. And my child was not a mistake. And my life pattern and trajectory and goals, they were exactly the way they needed to be, but I didn't realize that. Right. There are other things, certainly, you know, in getting married at 25 and the partner that I chose and, you know, him choosing me and all of those things, Mm -hmm. I don't need to be forgiven for any of those things. Mm -hmm. But it's helpful to acknowledge especially now at the end as things transition and all the things, the gratitude for those choices. Right. And acknowledging my 25-year-old self for making those choices. Right. And you're 26 and 27 for doing a hell of a good job. Absolutely. Even though you didn't feel like you were. Right, 100%. So you can go back and tell those ladies. I do, often. I bought them a drink, we're good. Oh, look at you treat, treat yourself. Hey, lots of things can be consumed at the kitchen table. Just saying. Sometimes tequila, sometimes champagne. We celebrate either way. Sometimes coffee. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time talking. I know. And it was helpful. Good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Can you give me um, either a story or example of either forgiving yourself or getting forgiveness or forgiving someone? Well, I don't forgive people. Oh, you don't? Like, as a general rule? (laughs) No, I do. I actually forgive people very easily. Like, super easy. Especially if it's acknowledged. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you did that. But cool, thanks for acknowledging that. Being a human being. Yeah. You're a good egg. Yeah. Um, Forgiving myself. Well, I had my big cathartic, like, last week. Tears of, like... Fucking stop being so hard on yourself. Like, forgive yourself. Like, go, you didn't fuck up your back. I feel like what is happening, though, like, prior to my, like, epic is I I had all these plans. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having to tell my partner, like, 
I'm sorry. Like, and, and I don't have to be sorry that I fucked up my back. Like, sure. life fucking happens. Absolutely. But in me, and my temperament, and my raising, and all the things, and who I am, and, and, you know, baby cat that's inside me, I feel like anything I do that disappoints other people, I have to apologize for. That disappointment is a big one. I cannot handle disappointing people. I cannot handle disappointing my parents. I cannot handle, I just can't handle disappointing people. It, my palms got sweaty when I admitted it out loud. It is what I carry all the time. And so I feel like in this injury, well, I did feel, now I'm like cognitive about the whole thing, but I'm in tune with it. I'm jibing. Um, I just kept feeling like I had to say sorry. Like, sorry, Mom, I can't make it over this morning because I can't get out of bed. I'm sorry I can't help you with my sister today, even though I had committed to this, like, weeks ago. I can't drive my car. Like it's okay. Don't worry. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, I'm sorry. I apologize to my boyfriend. I'm sorry. I can't go on any backpacking trips this year because I can't put that pressure on my back. And you got me this beautiful brand new backpack for Christmas because that's what we were supposed to be doing this year. Right. So I've had this expectation since December that that's what this summer is going to look like. And I've had to let it all go. Yep. And I've had to cancel things and tell that everybody's been so like they get it except me well I was the one who wasn't getting it and I was the one who wasn't getting it and I was the one who wasn't getting it and every day I was getting more pissed off I was getting more frustrated with myself I was getting angry at myself had a shit ton of negative self-talk because I was like yeah now it's time to beat yourself up because you fucked up your back so a lot of anger a lot of like resentment a lot of yelling at myself for being so stubborn and you know you should not have done that what the fuck but then last week, it all came to a head when I dropped the weight on my foot and I just started bawling. Like it just lost, and it wasn't even that. By the way, it was five pounds. Um, I, I dropped a five pound. I dropped a three pound weight on my head, and I have a fucking scar and stitches. So trust me when I tell you, weights are challenging. They can be evil. But, and it didn't even <laughs> leave a bruise. Like right. you know what I mean? It was just the fucking throw another log on the goddamn shit show fire that my life is and then it was time for me to have a pity party which i never do and i need to do it more often because that's forgiving yourself yes and there's nothing wrong with that and i know this and i can say these things can we call it a compassion party and i i like that (laughs) because it's not having pity on yourself it's having compassion and really getting to that place of acceptance and forgiveness exactly and it took that, fuck, no, I really broke all the bones in my goddamn foot again. Like, it just, I. Full on ugly cry. A it was, full on ugly cry. I mean, I have people in the clinic, like, side eye me. You can, I can still tell you're looking at me under your mask, people. Like, you know, everybody's got their mask on, but they're, like, side eye me as just tears are just streaming down. And I'm, like, <laughs> ugly crying under my mask. And then I just like, okay, I'm over it. Wiped it all off after a good few minutes and like went back to my physical therapy. And I felt like a brand new, better person for it. Because I was like, you have to let it all go. Yeah. And you don't have to be sorry that you have to cancel these plans. Yes. And you don't have to be sorry that you're hurt. And you're not disappointing anybody. Stop. And you're not not a disappointment. And you're not disappointing people. You're not a disappointment, Kat. I know. People love you. Normal me knows this. I, I know that better you today knows that. Right. But that's a lot of our shame and guilt. Absolutely. Because disappointment is a huge trigger for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And 
whatever that asshole in your head says that you are a disappointment. Yeah. Even though we work so hard. Right. You do all of the things right. I do. But then an injury happened and then I just collapsed under it. Because it, right. it didn't impact just me. Right. It's impacting everybody that I made plans with. It's impacting everybody that I told I would help. It's impacting everybody that I said, yeah, I'll be there to participate. Yeah, I'll be on your club and team and organization to do this. I'll be there to support you. Right. And that's what was building, though, was those disappointments. Yes. And I'm disappointed. And I'm just, and that's, then that was like all that negative energy was just, because that's how I was raised. You don't fucking disappoint your family. Like, you don't disappoint the people who have expectations. I was just raised with really high expectations. Have I met them? Fuck yeah, blew them out of the water because I'm amazing and relentless. Yes. But I need to start here now working on disappointment. Yes. I do. Because that was what came out of last week was this is where this, this is the bullshit that's causing you the stress. Right. Let the fuck go. Exactly. Let it the fuck go. And I've been doing that. I feel great. I'm really proud of you. Thanks so much. <laughs> so yeah, forgiveness of myself is my, my biggest that I've done this year is forgiveness. And then there was like a petty little gossipy chat chat that was going on and I just didn't even have to forgive that. I was like, that's just bullshit. <laughs> It's, a, it's an acknowledgement, and I think, you know, obviously we can talk about this more, but I do want to definitely put it out there. Um, and I do love the tool of the kitchen table, the boardroom, around the campfire, whatever it is, I love that so to much. sit with your the past versions of yourself so that you can move forward and give each of those individual parts of yourself where those injuries happened, where those traumas happened, give them what they need mm -hmm. rather than holding yourself to a standard that is not helpful towards healing. Right. Physically or mentally. Absolutely. And so you can actually quiet the asshole in your head, not just with the volume button that I will give you through therapy, but by giving that former part of yourself what they need. If they need acknowledgement, if they need love, if they need comfort, if they need that higher self to say, hey, I forgive you, mm -hmm. you are forgiven. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. And if you did, you were reacting from a place that wasn't healed. Right. And I know this because it's injury related and yep. I was so sick as a kid. Yeah. And as a kid, it was, you were fine. You're a hypochondriac. Well, even as an adult, when your body was like all fucked up. I know. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> so, but that's where it comes, that's, yeah. I mean, it comes from, it does, it comes from when I was a kid and being told, there's nothing wrong with you, you're a hypochondriac, it's all in your head. Right. Like, don't disappoint us, now fucking go be, do the kid things. Okay. Meanwhile, I have an autoimmune illness called celiac disease, and like, and you were in pain. And I was in pain and sick all the time, but I was like, okay, can't disappoint, can't, so, you know. Yep. And then to, like, have an injury, it's, again, a physical ailment. And then I'm, quote, disappointing, in my head, disappointing people. Right. And it was. It's all that. It's trauma. Yeah. And it lives with you, and it grows. And if you can't plug those things in, you know, and talk about it and be like, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's where that shit comes from. Now I can work on that. Great. Go see a therapist. So they can <laughs> talk to you, and they can say, hey, hold on. Wait a second. And connect those dots. Absolutely. Because it's so important. Because I have another four to six weeks of this, and 
when I told you earlier, like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to go camping in the fall, I didn't burst into tears and cry nope. like I've been doing, which is, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go And just getting hysterical. Right. I was like, I'm sorry, four to six weeks, fall camping, it's hotter than shit anyway. Let's Absolutely. Make some lemonade. Um, but yeah, it really can, it's so helpful to forgive it is. Let go. Get that energy out of your body. And it's not really about anybody else but yourself. Exactly. Be self-centered. Oh my God. We are so fucking good at this. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank our listeners. Thank you so much for taking the opportunity to check in and listen. If it resonated with you, awesome. If it doesn't resonate with you but we make you laugh, awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> thank you to our, our listeners around the world. Um, Watch out. Sales going to come visit you. Right? Going to Greece. We actually had a listener in Greece. Oh, thank um, you, Greece. Argentina. Like, Argentina. Haiti. All over. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you have an opportunity and you have questions or you want us to talk about anything, the letter X, the number two, X-E-N-N-I-A-L underscore podcast at Instagram, X to the Zenial at gmail.com and uh, Luna X2 on Facebook. I haven't made a whole lot of content lately, but I do appreciate you following us. If you have any questions, that's the way to get a hold of us. And we will talk to you next time. Woo-hoo! Weird noises. Oh, <laughs>